Hello, everyone. My name is Brendan Mark. Welcome to the show. Today, we're going to talk about ah, the Sith Assassin, Ochi of Vestoon. And in particular, the possibilities of the Shadow of the Sith novel, uh, which he features heavily in, which was just released and I have not read yet. So join me in a minute. This will be fun. Hello, everyone. My name is Brendan Marr. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator. Welcome to Page Turners. They were not my Star Wars podcast. And this episode of A Larger World. Ah. All right, so recently released was the novel Shadows of the Sith. Shadows of the Sith takes place about, well, kind of in between episode six, Return of the Jedi, and episode seven, The Force Awakens. And tells the story of Luke Skywalker and Lando Calrissian searching for the planet Exegol. And the Sith Wayfinders. And uh, they kind of, yeah, they run into, I'm sure, some interesting things, including crossing paths with Otia Bestu, the Sith assassin himself. Yeah, I have not read the novel yet. And why, might you ask? I'm currently reading Leo Tolstoy's Magnum Opus War and Peace. And I haven't been too keen on Star Wars, keeping up with the Star Wars canon lately. However, when I finish reading War and Peace, you can bet your bottom dollar that I'll be reading Shadow of the Sith. So, the concept in Shadow of the Sith is the search for Exegol, which is mentioned in The Rise of Skywalker, which I think was a fantastic idea. Uh, I remember watching it in the theater, and if you listen to my review, you probably heard me say that there is a lot of meat on the bones of the Rise of Skywalker. And part of that meat is the knowledge that Luke and Lando went on an adventure together. And more than just any adventure, they were looking for the planet Exegol. Luke had heard rumors 
and whispers and rumblings of this growing cult, this Sith eternal cult. And of a place called Exegol. So Luke and Lando go in search of it. Lando is also looking for his child. Lando had a daughter who was taken by the First Order. You know, something's going on here. And like I said, this takes place in between Returning the Jedi and The Force Awakens. And, you know, OT of this tune they crossed paths with, I guess. Because his story is running parallel to theirs. And more than this, this is Ochi of Bastoon during his hunt for Ray's parents. Or rather, his hunt for Ray to bring her to the Emperor, as we know. And, but we know where that story will tragically lead. Um, you know, Ochi crosses paths with Luke and Lando. But they don't know that Ochi has been tasked with finding Ray and has been given that sacred Sith blade. And of course, we know what will happen. And uh, I'm very, very, very excited to read this novel because I'm not as keen. I'm keeping up to date with canon, but this, this novel is a must-read. Now, why do I do a podcast about a book I haven't read? Well, I want to talk about why it interests me. So join me in a minute after our break, and I'll tell you why. Is it interesting? Well, first off, The Rise of Skywalker, in my opinion, gave me a lot of meat to chew on. Good meat, in my opinion. Including Luke and Lando's quest for Exegol, the Wayfinders, Ochi of Bastoon, searching for Rey, the Sith Blade. I mean, there's a lot there. There is a lot there. The Sith Eternal Cult. Some amazing stuff. Now, really quick. Ochi of Bastoon has made quite a splash in the comics. In the Darth Vader comic line, Ochi of Bastoon plays a significant role. Darth Vader goes to Exegol and sees what's going on there and undergoes some interesting trials. And crosses paths with Ochi. Ochi is a servant of the Emperor, and the Emperor, Darth Sidious himself, seems to already have plans in motion for his demise. 
and how he's going to cheat death. The Sith don't want to accept death. But Jedi accept it because it's part of life. It's part of balance. But the Sith, as we know, don't care about balance. They don't give a hoot about balance. They're like, I'm not going to die. And so they try to cheat death. Anyhow, so Ochi is an assassin working for the Emperor. Now, I found it to be utterly fascinating that in Luke and Lando's quest for Exegol, they were trailing Ochi. Of course, we know where Ochi met his fate. On Fasana, at the uh, dying in the caves of the Vexus snake. And uh, that's, of course, where they find the dagger. So the trail went cold there. Um, Lando, we must assume, has been living on Pisana for a long time. So obviously he has his own ship. We never see it, because somehow he ends up on Agent Cloth. So he probably didn't live there permanently, but seemed rather content to hang out in that little crawler of his. Um, and Luke, of course, we know went off in a different direction. And I'm sure the book will shed light on why Luke abandoned the quest. Probably abandoned the quest because something has gone on. Like his Jedi school might have needed his, might have needed his focus. Dang it. Sorry, technical problems. Okay, so the book will shed light on that. Now, why does it interest me? Well, I think that just any adventure, when you say Luke and Lando went on an adventure together, you've immediately got me hooked. Because they haven't spent a lot of time. Actually, we haven't seen them spend any time together on screen, pretty much. And this would get a chance to see it in a book. And they're going on an adventure looking for something that would play a part in the sequel trilogy. Now that the sequel trilogy is complete, the Star Wars canon can begin filling in the corners of the universe. Providing some interesting backstory. Now, some might ask, well, shouldn't have all this been in the movie? Because otherwise you're just leaving us in these dangling threads. Well, Star Wars has always operated that way, and could they have handled it better? Yeah, they could have, but that's not what happened. But we've seen, I mean, let, let's be clear, the Clone Wars series and some of the other related media really recontextualized the Star Wars prequels for a lot of people. And people were content with that. It should be the same now, I think, for some people. Now, obviously, it doesn't mean you have to like the sequel trilogy. But a lot of those unanswered questions are now being filled in. And hopefully, as a result, in some years down the road, people will look back at the sequel trilogy having this new information and going, oh, okay, now I get it. 
So anyhow, now the interesting fact in the story of Ochi chasing down Ray's family. We learn from the Rise of Skywalker novelization that Ray's father is actually a failed clone of Palpatine. Failed in that he has no force sensitivity because the experiments on Exegol and of course as we see on uh, on Navarro in The Mandalorian are an attempt to artificially create clones with force sensitivity which is apparently trickier than it sounds Ray's father was an attempt that failed he had no force sensitivity but Papa Palpy, always with a trick up his sleeve, thought, okay, I can keep my son for some future plans. His son eventually fell in love, got married, and had a daughter. A daughter that was force sensitive. And the emperor went, aha. But Ray's mom and dad ran away with her. And Palpatine sent Ochi to hunt them down. And that is a story that is really fascinating to me. And also the fact that he crossed paths with Luke and Lando. That they were searching for him. In an attempt, I suppose, to, they were following him. Because I think he knew where the Wayfinder was. He had the dagger. The dagger would lead him to the Wayfinder and the wreckage of the Death Star. And that's why they were following him. And the novel, I'm sure, will shed some light on that. So, very Indiana Jones on a quest. And in Star Wars, when someone is going on a quest to find ancient Jedi stuff, or ancient Sith stuff, you've got me hooked. And this will probably shed some light on some of the story beats that I was very fascinated in in the Rise of Skywalker that we didn't necessarily see in the movie, but got hinted at. And Star Wars is very good at that. Very good at hinting at stories that we're like, I want to know about that. And now we're getting it. And I'm really excited. And it may sound odd for me to do a podcast of the books that I haven't even, you know, haven't even read yet but i thought i would tell you why i'm excited why i'm interested and why this story has me so intrigued because that's the way star wars works not every story is going to connect with me but some stories such as what we're what i'm going to read in shadow of the Sith, is something that i absolutely want to read it could also fill in what luke is up to at that time Maybe with his Jedi school or his nephew. Uh, see what Lando's doing. What harebrained scheme is he up to? What is this shady assassin Ochi Bestoon doing? What's going on in those unknown regions? As the First Order is starting to build itself up at the same time as Palpatine resurrected in some fashion building up his own forces in the shadows. Layers and layers of intrigue. And, you know, obviously the lore, the lore of Star Wars. 
So all these things are utterly fascinating to me, and I cannot wait to read this novel once I finish the incredibly long tome that is War and Peace. <laughs> so that's why I'm excited, and that's what intrigues me about it. My name is Brennan Marr. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator. Thank you for tuning in to A Larger World, presented by Page Turners. They were not my Star Wars podcast. Trust me, when I finish out of the set, I will be doing a review on this channel. Or not a review so much as my thoughts on it. So, thank you all for tuning in. As always, may the Force be with you. 